The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, guys, and welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast, where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between, and always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. So if you're looking for real life and honest information to help you navigate your relationship, we've got you covered. Well, I'll get you covered. Hello, hello, guys. Damn, you look hot today. What's going I on? I got it right. Yeah. I mean, you just look right. What's Aww. going on? Look at you I in mean, your vest. I'm trying to be boss your... <laughs> compared to you. I'm trying to get the attention more my way well, than I yours. Well, I feel like we we had like we have like a really hot guest, so I, I we felt like... We definitely do one of those. So like maybe I should get up? a little like professional. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I put the hair up and... Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a competition out here all the time, I'm telling you, every time we're on this show. So, <laughs> All right. Well, we are at the Sticky Paw Studios once again in Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcome. Welcome. I'm sorry for being back. Yes. It's Nevada. Nevada? Yeah. I've always pronounced everything. I'm a proper child. It's, no, a I'm, bit of, I'm born and raised here. It's right. kind of like a little pet peeve. Yeah, but okay. Uh, Nevada. Yeah. Is I thank it you. Right? Yeah. Wait, okay. is, are you born and raised here? No, I'm from Cali. Oh, okay. okay yeah. See, so would you say Nevada or Nevada. Nevada. Damn. What about you, Travis? <laughs> I I would definitely say Nevada. Nevada. It, it is a pet peeve of ours Wait, as we're being Nevadians. Travis has a camera. I yeah, have a camera. Born and raised. What? Holy shit! Travis has a camera now. I know. I love it. Now, this is awesome. Now our everyone can see you. Travis. That's true. In my full glory. Look That's at me. super smart. All right. Well, I love it. we're gonna. Before we start, I want to tell you about my missing. I was supposed to be your guys uh, last night, but as always with the situation of COVID, where the fuck's going on? Omicron. Um, Omicron. Um, I can't even pronounce it. It sounds like a transformer name or something, right? Yeah. But anyways, um, 2,000-something flights were canceled. So my flight to Vegas was still going on from L- Los Angeles. But I get there at 6. And right, why does it always happen when you get there that they decide to change the flight time? So now instead of leaving at 8, which I was there on time, yeah. is now leaving at 9.30. What airline? Uh, Delta. Yeah. My favorite airline. Right. So here's the thing. So I go, oh, well, so I, but they moved me from Terminal 2, uh, gate number 23, to gate number 133. I was like, is there a 130 <laughs> something gate? Which means I had to take a shuttle, go through the whole, like, ter- like the whole airport tarmac shit, and then go to the international airport part. When I finally get there, as I'm like, okay, this is like whatever, whatever, the flight changed again to 11 p.m. Oh, hell So I no. decided. What you just said, oh, hell no, I'm going home. And yep. I walked right out and went back home. So and I, came I said, when you texted me, I said, fuck yeah, I'm going to bed. All right, cool. <laughs> then it all worked out. It all worked out. Yeah. All right, what have you so been up here to? here you are. Um, nothing. I'm just, yeah, excited for, you know, this year. Uh, we have SHOT Show coming up, so I'm really excited nice. for that. Okay. Um, and then a little bit of travel. So, yeah. Nice. We're, we're planning out Exuma, guys. So hopefully we'll be taking our show on the road I'm in the excited. next uh, month or two. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be doing a couple live episodes from the Bahamas. Okay. All right. More time together. Um, I like spending yeah. time with my co-host. She's amazing. And it's been going great. So. And then how, how was um, the eating around the holidays for you? 
Um, Sir? Well, non-existent really, because you know, you feel like, do you ever do this? We'll get you. Well, actually, can we just introduce get her in and then we'll yeah, uh, figure this out? It. Let's introduce our guest. Okay. So, all right. I have this amazing intro for you, by the way, guest. So I'm not going to give away too much. Um, let's see. Let's, I've written it out. All right. So, so this super sexy guest finds the time to model when she's not working crazy hours at her day job as a licensed therapist and life coach. She takes her job very seriously when it comes to helping others manage their own personal issues and creating balance in their lives. I mean, I feel like we all need someone in our corner who can encourage us all the time on matters having to do with our careers and personal challenges. Please welcome the gorgeous Jamie Lynn to the show. Oh, you guys. What's up, sweetie? That was like the best intro ever. It is, like, right? Oh, 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 my, my God. God. I'm getting In better at this. feelings. Oh, she's, she's so glowing over that. there. Thank you. I'm digging that yeah. smile. She's glowing right now. <laughs> it's you know? the lipstick. I love the red lips, <laughs> by the way. great. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's brilliant. Okay, so we're going to ask you then. How? So I was. she asked me on the holidays with the eating yeah. thing, and I always feel like that I'm going to eat eat the shit out of everything. Yeah. But then when it comes down to it, I'm running around. Everybody else is fattening up and doing their thing. And I'm just running around. Are you okay? Do you need this? Do you need that? Because we had a full house. And so yeah. I probably ate like some cheese, a, piece, a little piece of ham, um, some uh, vegetables that they had. And that was really it. No dessert. I missed everything. What? Oh, because it was like midnight by then. And then I was like, I'm ready to go to bed. I was tired. Mm -hmm. So nothing. What about you? Bad. Yeah. As I eat my Twizzler. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, and Jamie, what like, about you? So much dessert. It was freaking ridiculous. A ton. A lot. People brought me a lot of fucking bread, mm -hmm. but I loved it. Right. Um, Charlie Slade, banana nut bread. I love that stuff. Yeah, I'm missing, I miss out all the time. Even Thanksgiving was kind of shallow this year for me. I didn't really? have much of anything. So, so I'm going to get back on the grind. <clears throat> tomorrow so speaking of grind tell them about your coffee bean experience with me today <laughs> we're going God. through the drive-through <laughs> so today i decided i'm gonna eat healthy today because mm -hmm. i've been eating like shit and you know when you're yeah. not your body's just not used to eating yeah, that way reject it. Yeah, yeah so i'm feeling like crummy and sick so i'm gonna eat healthy stressful morning i <laughs> 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 I'm such a piece of shit. My my partner in crime, I didn't even pick him up from the airport because I got stuck in a surgery. So he has to Uber to my oh. house. So by the time he gets to my house, I'm looking at him like with my puppy dog eyes. Like, I'm so sorry. I didn't I pick totally you up. I was fine with it. No. I was and, in a funk as well, by the way. Oh, so we were both kind of funky. So I was like, yeah. I'm going to go shower and get my shit together. And then we'll head out and we'll stop at Coffee Bean. So I was going to do just, you know, like a sugar-free drink, get my happy on and come here. They're out of my drink, so I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I order something. She's, yeah. no, we don't have that. And I look at him, and he's like, just do an Earl Grey. Do an Earl but Grey. But that's after her fourth trying to order something. They were out of uh, everything she I said, wanted. Just, let's just do the Earl Grey, sugar-free almond milk. Okay. And then... I said, and you know what? Just give me a fucking cheese Danish, too. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? Valid. And I go, yeah. do you have a cheese Danish? And she goes, do you want it warm? And I said, yes, I do. <laughs> and I fucking hightailed it up to the window. I'm like, this girl's probably like, 
I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> she just wanted sugar-free everything, and then she no, fucking she orders a cheese Danish. That's the breaking like, point. Like, what you know? the fuck? But yeah. the best line for me is when she's driving from the drive-thru uh, um, um, audio to, like, the uh, window, and she's like, don't fucking judge me, bitch. Because like <laughs> I know she's like, she's talking yeah. to wait a minute, she just tried to order four right. fucking sugar-free drinks. <laughs> they all failed. I get her a sugar-free drink, and then she orders the cheese Danish. Yeah. And then when I get here, here and open my cheese Danish. It's not even a fucking cheese Danish. What was it? I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was yeah. some sugary something, but guess what? I fucking ate it, whatever was it, it was. Yeah, it was really okay. good. <laughs> it was really good. And now I'm just snacking away on Twizzlers. Yeah. Thank and, you, Tony. <laughs> and apparently, by the looks of you, you you actually work out really hard and stuff as yes, well. So what are you I up do. to? Fitness is super important to me. I like I just started 75 hard, actually. Uh, did it right before the holidays. Wow. So the timing was just ridiculous, right? But wow. So you started before Christmas. I did. That keeps and, you on a good Oh, level. I tell you, like day two, I go into my office, right? And there's all the... And I'm, I'm a chocolaholic, okay? I love chocolate. And I had these uh, chocolate cookies, fudge brownies on my desk, all nice and beautiful. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me right now. And I was like, I could just have one bite. I could just have one. Like nobody would. I know. And I was like, so I threw it away. Wait, but how many days in though? How many days? So that was my second day in. It was like day two. And I was like, man, like I picked the worst time. But at the same time, I tried to have this kind of like mindset about it. I was like, you know what? If I can get through this and New Year's, the rest of this is going to be right. a breeze. Yes. Well, especially yeah. on day two, because anybody, I'll yeah. just start again tomorrow. You're only two days well, in. Well, not only that, and this might be TMI, but whatever, I just started my period too. Okay, all so right. Was oh. like, yeah. It was the worst, you know? And I was like, all you want is chocolate. Yeah, that monster yeah. comes I have out, a chocolate addiction. And I was like, all right, well, uh, you know what? I'm going to like take this as a challenge. I'm going to overcome it. Or I'm just, you know, going to crash and burn. It's going to be one or the other. And honestly, like second day in, I feel yeah. like most people would be like, fuck it. I'll start tomorrow. Right. right. Well, that's so yeah. I, I, well, I'm doing it. I'm doing it with my boyfriend. It was like his idea, honestly. And so I was like, we, I can be off, you know, I was yeah. like, I want to celebrate true. at the same time. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it was kind of something that, you know, he really wanted to do. And I just kind of like. <laughs> I didn't want to get left behind. So I just like, like, can you imagine if it. you went home, honey? Yeah. I failed. I know, but that would be the worst. It's expected, though, almost to a point around that time where you're just waiting for that person to go, okay, what'd so you do? So the percentage of people that actually yeah. finish 75 hard wow. yeah. is like slim to none. Yeah, it's tough. Like, it really is. Like, last night, you know, like getting in that second, I think for me, the biggest challenges have been it's not so much eating healthy or the, the workouts, getting the second workout in yes and then it's the water okay. oh, you have to drink a gallon, gallon of water oh, it's so good for you though do you know how much i have to pee yeah wow. and i see clients back to back so i'm like oh my god i gotta time this just right you do know you, um do you portion like do you specifically because of that have like now at a point now it's okay i'll drink two now da, 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 yes da. so now i have a system okay that i've developed so i've got to i drink like two in the morning like with, and I find that warm water with lemon works better for me. Like if I just do like bottled water like this, it's like, it's hard for me to like choke it down okay. sometimes. So warm water with lemon. So I'll do like two in the morning. So usually by like nine, I've already had two. I try to be done by 7 p.m. So I'm not up yes. all night peeing. Oh, that's great. So I yeah. started it last year. Yeah. Um, I only did 30 days because of my travel schedule because some, some days I'm traveling for yeah. like 16 yes. hours. Yeah. So I couldn't do the workout. So I kind of 
modified. And um, Andy's like, are you doing 75 hard? And I'm like, no, I'm doing my own version. <laughs> but um, but the guy I was seeing at the time, he did 75 hard. So yeah. I kind of matched it. Joe. Okay. So I kind of matched it. And, um, the water, I'd have to be done with the water yes. by four. Yeah. Otherwise I'm up a few times at night to go to the bathroom. Wow. And it was so irritating. I'm like, can I just make it through a night without having to pee? So you develop, like she said, you have to develop your system. Yeah. I mean, I'm only a weekend, so there's still some things that I might like want to tweak, but I'm like, I definitely need to be done by seven. That okay. works mm-hmm. best. And then, you know, trying to, like, time it. Like, I try to have, like, one water per client. And usually by the time I'm done with work, then I'll be done with my water. So that's... Is your schedule set for you to do that? Or is it, like, you know, like, for instance, like, like it's a hard stop at 5 or does it go over and you're sometimes behind? Um, well, luckily, I make my own <clears throat> schedule. So okay. I have that kind of flexibility to go as early or late as I want. But I do have certain times that I schedule clients um if if somebody reaches out to me i try to be flexible if, if something comes up but for the most part i'm i'm done by five okay and i'm gonna backtrack now because now that we're talking about yeah. clients and stuff so yeah. how did you get into being a therapist like how did it start oh, man being? you know i didn't really know what i wanted to do um i but i did it, it's kind of it's kind of a, a weird story actually like i had to do an eye search paper in high school and basically that's like a career search paper because I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had mm-hmm. no idea. And I looked at the girl in front of me and she had psychologists. And I was like, oh, well, that sounds good. I'll pick that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, okay. So, But I actually did the research for the paper. And I was like, you know, I think I might like this. Nice. Thank God I wasn't dumpster diver. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just write anything. <laughs> and I just, and I stuck with it. And I, I just, I ended up kind of liking it. And I just kind of naturally gravitated towards professions like that or honestly, like they just kind of found me. That's great. Yeah, and you just, stuck with it. I really did. It's it's definitely. I'm kind of. I ventured out. I, I do like different things mm-hmm. besides that. I have like different side hustles and stuff like that. Interests that you know I pursue. Like makeup, right? You I do. Makeup. Yeah, that was a whole other story. How I got into that, but yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's good to it's good to have you know options and be versatile and you know you never want to be like pigeonholed. Yeah, so. I hear yeah, you. I yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. And yeah. I, I like what she said. She said that it found her. Yeah. So I feel like with a lot of the things that I've done, it's the same thing. It yeah. kind of presented itself to me and then I took it and ran. That's you know, great. I think when you have like a calling or a gift or a purpose, I think it really will find you if you're if you're living authentically. Right. If you're living authentically and I think and you have good intentions. Right. Like, I think that those things will just really fall in your lap. Like, you don't have to really work for it. Like, you need to be prepared for it. Right. Correct. Right. But you don't have to, like, work for it. I like you know? that. Yeah. I really like what you just said because that's how, once again, like how you said, uh, I live my life by that as well. And it's one of those things where if something appears, mm-hmm. I always have to sleep on it. And if yeah. I dream about it, I go, oh, that's it's good to go. I've never well, felt like I need to be forced into mm-hmm. doing something when you're not really sure. I need to be sure. And when it, that's exactly right. So yeah. I appreciate and that. And a good way that men specifically like uh, get clarity is through <clears throat> peace. Women different, different love needs, but men, men typically get guided by a feeling of peace. And that's typically like how they get confirmation about things. And what about women? Women is safety every single time. Oh. Yeah, it's safety. If a woman feels safe, right, that's typically, uh, you, you know, because women can be more hypervigilant for many different reasons, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if women feel safe around a person, that's a really good sign. 
So how does that work for them? Like, let's say, and, I, and by the way, expand on the safe safety thing. Yes. So please. let's say a woman wants to do like be an entrepreneur or whatever. Sure. That's a lot of risk. It's a lot of a lot of heartache and headache and everything else. And that's definitely not safe at all. Mm -hmm. So what, what type, how does that spin? How do they, once again, if there's, does that make sense if there's not much safety yeah, in that situation? Well, because I guess there's different, I guess that for me, I was talking more relationally, that's like in relationships, yeah. mm -hmm. not necessarily uh, in a professional stance. Okay. Um, look in any, in any relationship, professional or personal there, you're going to, incur a certain amount of risk, but the risk that you feel like, look, I could be doing a dangerous activity and still feel a certain level of safety depending on who I'm with. Good okay. Point. Mm -hmm. And, and so look, and the safety that here's, here's an example. You might still feel safe with, um, a colleague, but that safety is going to be different than maybe with your mom. Yeah. Right. right. So like, it, it's kind of like, and, and here's another thing that women are really good at knowing and their intuition. And there's no way that I could really kind of like logically explain that to people. But women know. Women know if somebody's safe. Animals know if yeah. somebody's safe, you know? Right. And so it's kind of tapping into that sense of knowing who you are and, and knowing like your environment and knowing what, like you're going to be able to pick it up if you're dialed in. Right. You know, so I don't, it's, I don't know if that kind of explains it, but... I think women just tapping into their intuition is going to give them that direction as far as what's safe and what's not. Okay. I like that. No. Do you feel safe with Jamie? Um, I feel, I, <laughs> I'm, well, I'm just wondering. I, I do. I do. Do you? Yeah. I have a, I have a Jamie as well. There's three Jamies. In the oh, okay. Hey. Yeah. Hi. I feel safe with you right about yeah. now, too. And you can, you can stay by me anytime right now. I'm telling you. So I'm like, yeah. 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 But I do feel safe with her. Yeah. Um, I feel that, you know, as time goes on with any relationship, as we all know, it's just one of those things where it takes time to grow into who you are in order to actually yeah. be comfortable with yourself yes. in order to be safe. I feel like a lot of times because so I feel yeah. like mm -hmm. that I feel it's interesting that you you say that because in my last relationship that was the one thing mm -hmm. that connected us right away it was like I was like it was a it's a feeling I was yes. like right it's when knowing right when we connected I was like oh I this just feels right I feel I, super safe I love that you're using those words connection and feeling because most people make decisions from an analytical mind yeah. right mm -mm. we're Anna most people do though mm -hmm. okay and we're analyzing and we're trying to figure it out like deductive reasoning what's this what's this what's this and your superpower, especially as a woman, is tapping into that knowing. It's like, how does this actually feel? And there's a lot of things that can cloud that, though, for anybody. And that's a lack of healing, mainly. Okay. You know, but if you if you've done like a lot of work, you know, if you're more self actualized, which it sounds like both of you guys obviously are, because you're using that kind of like lingo, <laughs> right? Um, you know, you're going to be able to pick up on that stuff and read it better than most. Right. Because like you said, a lot of people, they're just, once that um, analytical, analytical mind, mind comes in, you're yeah. missing so much shit. When I start you analyzing, are, yeah. I feel like I start losing you every do. time. You will. Mm -hmm. She's and analyzing right now on, on her new, like, well, you're, yeah. can we say you're single? Yeah. And so she's been on a few dates and she told me, I'm like, oh, why girl. are you analyzing yeah. everything? She goes, I know. Is that bad of me? And I go, you're well, going to miss out on I stuff. I feel like, I I do feel like I'm very, very intuitive. Mm -hmm. So if someone had tried to match me with my last person, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would have been like, there's no way. Mm -hmm. But when we had like time alone to like, just kind of like chat, it was an immediate connection that I can't explain. 
except for you said it perfectly. It was like, we talked about stuff that you don't normally talk about. And it's because the walls came down and I felt like a sense of safety. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I, I still feel like I have, you know, some like non-negotiables and, you know, things arose as we went on. So I had to decide whether it was going to work for me or not. And I Mm -hmm. decided, um, no, but I'm, I'm okay with it. But I will tell you, we, people in general self-destruct and the number one way to do that is by analyzing everything instead of like giving it to God or just letting it be and letting things unfold. Mm -hmm. But there, it comes to a point in time where you're like, okay, I have to make a decision. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and you know, look, most people aren't going to be for you. And that's something that people don't want to talk about. And most people are married to the wrong person. They, they just are, you know, I'm divorced as well. So I've married the wrong person. Um, you know, so like it, it's, it's very common to make uh, relationship mistakes and it's also okay to make mistakes in relationships. You know, I think we choose the best with the information that we have. Right. And as we grow, as we evolve, sometimes our non-negotiables change or we yeah. add to that or we change that. And, and, and then some people don't. Right. Or we outgrow certain people, right? We have to be able to give ourselves room and that flexibility to kind of say like, yeah, like this, you know what? You could be a great person and we can have an amazing connection and you can still not be for me. Those things are all okay. Right. 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 Yeah. I think it's just um, some people take a little bit longer, I guess, to yeah. like figure that out. Right. Well, and I feel like a lot time. of people, I've seen people get lazy too and they just don't. They get comfortable and they're afraid to make the change. I would say so that it's that's easier to stay. I would say that that's probably the main reason. Look, I think women know really quickly uh, whether whether this is for you or not. Mm-hmm. They know really, really quickly. However, what happens is is that analytical mind comes. They're picking from a place of scarcity, like a, like age for women is a thing. Child, like these things do affect uh, how women choose, and and men have different things that they do, but. You know, I, I think you have, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? I do this all the time. <laughs> um, like women, you said women know, so they're pretty right. quick. I think that they know. I think that they know right away, but there are certain things that come up for them that, that make them entertain people they shouldn't. Right. It's, it's their level of engagement. Like I was working with a client today. Mm-hmm. She's doing it. Same example. I, I said, Tell me, I said, tell me right now, if you had all the time in the world, if you had da 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 da, right? If if you would tolerate this kind of behavior, and she said no, I said, why are you doing it now? Like she already knows that this person is not for her. He's behaving in a way that she doesn't like. But what she did is she rationalized, she justified, and she minimized behavior she didn't like. And the reason she did that is because she's scared. Right. She's scared that she won't have an attraction with another man. She's scared she won't have uh, familiarity or, uh, you know, all these other things. And I'm like, I told her, I said, look, that's available to you. That just because just because he has those things doesn't mean that nobody else does. I was like, let that be an encouragement, mm-hmm. like reframe that for yourself. And then you've, you've got to have faith. Yeah. Y- you have to have faith. Anything good worth having is going to require you to let go of things right. that don't serve you in order to, to make room for the thing that will. Right. You know, and she needs to do the work after that if she does ex- do it, exactly. which is not easy, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I, exactly. It's, it's but she scary. would open herself up to something so much. 
I know. And intuitively, she knows that. Right. And we were able to have a dialogue about, okay, like, I was like, look, like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to leave this guy or end it with him. But we do need to have an honest conversation about what your brain is doing and why you're staying in something that doesn't serve you. And this is why women waste time. That's what I, know. I was going to say. I was like, they I wonder, know. do you, do you call it, um, are they wasting time? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Like I, that might be a harsh way to put it, but yeah, I no, do I, think, I agree yeah. with you. I think it's a waste of time. I do because look like, like, what are you waiting you know, for? Exactly. Like if you know, like she it's already fear. knows, but she's scared. And I understand that I'm super empathetic to that. It's a really hard thing to do, but what's the alternative? You already yeah. have an answer for the alternative. Is that going to work for and you? She's going to stay miserable. Which, unfortunately, like you said, a lot of people do that. A lot of people mm-hmm. do because a lot of people like what's familiar. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I agree with that. yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. Just keep going down that rabbit hole, though. I tell you. It's like, because uh, yeah. it's like you're just like, and especially when she knows it, like you said, and then she's not getting out of it. And my thing, well, you're a therapist. I don't have to deal with that. But <laughs> my thing is, once I hear it over and over, I'm like, I, I can't help you anymore. I'm sorry. I cannot do you ever hear this anymore. Say that to. Um, I have never, um, have you fired one of you? I have fired. I have. Yeah, I have fired. I have fired probably more than a few, but, uh, like, have you just been like, I can't fucking help you. Like I've told you a thousand times and you're still doing the same shit. You know, I think I, I have a good way of kind of putting things where it doesn't really usually get to that point because I can catch when somebody's not taking ownership really early on. And here's the thing. I'm not responsible for their healing. I don't ever take credit for that. I'm a catalyst. I can help. I can give you the information, but you're the one that's going to do the work. And I know that. Okay. Um, I only see myself as a, a you know, a, as, as a guide and, and I just try to serve people the best that I can, but ultimately their life is their responsibility. It's not mine. I'm not responsible for managing their emotions. They are, right. I'm not responsible for healing their life. They are. Well, the you good know. news is they actually. Do you feel like you provide the tools to help them? I do a hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. I love that. But they can. But here's what I tell my clients: I was like, you can pick it up or put it down. Right. Like sometimes, you know. And I had this conversation earlier this week. I was like, I was like, look, I go, you have everything that you need to be successful. I said, but what are you going to do with it? Because wow. it's not on me. Do you ever feel like, um, you know, because I was going to say the first part of that is that, first of all, they're actually showing up to get the work done right. or try to at least get some help. Right. Um, yeah. Do you feel like some people when they come in, though, are just like, you know, yeah, like my friend said, come in and I don't know why I'm here, but I need I know I need help because they can yeah. read all the signs of what's going on with them. Yeah. But then they come in, they have no clue what's really in theory. They don't know what's really wrong with right. them because they're avoiding it. Right. Do you get a lot of that as well. Um, I don't typically take clients like that. Okay. Mo- most of t- most people kind of do uh, seek me out just because what I specialize in okay. now. So I have I don't get too much of that anymore. But when I did, um. I have a very no bullshit approach, you know, and that's not always very popular, but it works really well. And like, if I had, like, if I had somebody come into my office, it's like, I don't know why I'm here. I was like, well, I don't know why I'm here. That's really what I would say to them. And I was like, well, what? Well, I don't even want to be here. And I was like, okay, well, you can leave. Right. I will literally say that to them. You're like, I'm not going to try to get it out of you. I'm not, look, I'm not trying to do, there's a golden rule in therapy and it's called never work harder than your client. And I don't. That's great. (laughs) I mean, that's such a great. So all those movies are a lie. You know, those people come in, they're sitting in front of like, and just, they're like, why are you here? I don't know. I don't know. And then they start asking questions, trying to get shit out of them. Look, in the very beginning, right? Like if I had somebody that was just from the jump, I don't know why I'm here. I don't want to be here. 
da 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 da. Somebody's making me come. I might feel it out. I'll feel it out okay. a little bit just to yeah. kind of get a get a sense. But if I really if I'm feeling a certain way about it, I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna make you stay. I'll just say, well, I was like, okay, well, you can leave. Has That's anyone okay. ever said, well, no, oh, well, you don't take many people like, but I want to sometimes if someone goes, well, no, no, I really need something and da da da. Yeah, because mo most people, look, most people, when you get that kind of a thing, it's more of a an attention-seeking behavior. Okay. And usually I call, they're trying to elicit a care response. That's what I refer to it as. Okay. What is it? Uh, I, d I think that they're trying to elicit a care response. It's attention-seeking behavior oftentimes. There are those people that come in that uh, really don't want to be there. And that's fine. But then there are people that will say that and really do want to be there, but they want you to love them and nurture them and coddle them and be like, no, no, I'm here to help you. And, and that's to exhausting. Get, exactly. I'd be oh, I, yeah. That's why I don't really, <laughs> that's why I don't really like, you know, I don't really kind of take that kind of clientele Gravitate if I towards, see it. Yeah. It just doesn't vibe with me, you right. know, which is fine. Like that vibes with other people. If they want to work with that, that's fine. Yeah. It's not really like what I typically like to do or what I'm, what my strength is in. Cause right. You know, with those types like that coming and do that, yeah. that need that, like the attention, the coddling, mm -hmm. or do you feel like that's the issue with the relationship that they're more passive aggressive than in theory? Um, I think that's certainly part of the problem mm -hmm. um, because it is a form of passive aggression. Mm -hmm. You're you're right, right? They're not really communicating directly about what their needs are. There's also probably a lack of awareness about what is really going on with them, too, and a lack of healing, right? Because this is what they have to do to get their needs met. Right. Man. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I always like, even to my kids, like I'm not responsible for your happiness. Yeah. Like you have to get there on your own. Um, like you said, you can guide them. Yeah. Whatever, whatever they want to like, ask I'll you, you aid you in your yeah. journey. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll present certain things to you, but don't put that shit on me. Mm -hmm. Like I love you and I always want to see them succeed, right. but I feel like, at some point you have to take responsibility for yourself and your feelings and what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like we can talk about it, but I'm not responsible. Absolutely. And it's important so. to have those kinds of boundaries just in relationships in general. You, you know, we have to, we have to have that. Like how many times have you guys been in situations where people have tried to dump on you and put mm. their problems mm -hmm. on you. Right. And then like, sometimes like being empathetic people, which, you know, I can feel that you guys are like you, you feel that you take that on. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you kind of like have to detox yourself or even like withdraw, right? <laughs> I get home and to have get to back stage my whole girl. I know. Being. I'm telling I'm like, you. I feel like you probably have to do that every day. You know, so you don't she bring burns it home. a lot of clothes, I'm sure. Man, like, I'm, <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's part of like a, a like a, where I am just in, in my own life or walk, you know, in my own faith, but I don't have to do that so much anymore. There's. Um, I used to, I, I used to, and there are certain people in my life that I've had to cut out even, okay. mm -hmm. you know, my own family because of, of things like that. But, um, yeah, like I, y you, you can, it's easy to take that on, but I, I don't know, for some reason I've just gotten really good at like turning it off. Okay. Well, that's what I was getting at earlier. Um, when you were talking about this on how, you know, I'll listen all day long, but when you, do, if I give you, not that my job is to give you advice, but if I try to guide you in a way and say, well, this is the reasons why right. this person, this person's doing that, why you feel that way. And then they don't take it to heart. And the next time I get the same story back, I go, 
you're not listening. And if, if I, and I, there's no need to talk about this anymore. If, if you can't pick up your own signals and right. you know, once again, like you said, they're all like, I know that about me. I know that about me. And they're like, well then do something. Well, here's the thing though. Like, see, you're operating like that's your own projection actually, because you're operating under the assumption that they actually want to change. See, here's the, here's the other part Ooh, of that. I like that. Yeah. So here's the other part of that. Um, if somebody, if somebody keeps coming up with the same problem, right, and you keep giving them the same advice, it's serving them. Okay? Mm. They're engaged in that behavior because they're actually getting something out of that, right? And you hear that's that, people? I ain't your butler. <laughs> I am not your butler. All right? Go find your own shit. Okay, sorry. Go right ahead, James. No. Now I'm like, what was I saying? All I've got is out so, of my head now. Yeah, you're just saying that he is projecting that they actually yeah because look some and the the truth is is that not everybody's trying to hear you and not everybody's trying to understand you and some people just have agendas i'm not saying that's good bad right or wrong Mm -hmm. but it's the truth right so like sometimes when people are asking advice they're really not wanting advice because they're wanting to change like how many times have we been in an argument right and we keep saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over again right and we keep having it and there's never any change it's because that person isn't trying to work with you they're not trying to hear you a lot of times okay and you know sometimes there's a learning curve right some and that that can happen but we make the assumption a lot of times that people are trying to understand us some people are just trying to push an agenda Oh, Ooh, I don't like true. to think of it like that. No, well, so you right. don't because that, well, that's, that's the projection, though. Right. That's okay. because, and they like, don't even know that. They, well, crazy. some do and okay, some yeah, don't. Well, that's a whole. Right. Other I want thing. to right. believe that they don't, but that's your projection, and I'll tell you why. Look, you guys are empathetic people, clearly, right? Which means you can kind of pick up on the emotions of other people. Yes. You can really feel when somebody's going through something easily moved, right? Um, that's not normal, just so you know, but it's normal for you, okay? So an empathetic person will do things like this. Well, if I'm loyal and trustworthy, well, this person will be loyal and trustworthy. Well, if I'm trying to be open and understanding in a conversation, well, then this person will be open. I want to believe that. I know it's not the case, but I I always want to believe that. That's okay. You can want, I want to believe it too. (laughs) But you're right, but it's not the reality of the situation. It, it's not always like, and I'm not a cynical person by any means. I'm yeah. not, but I think like we, we need to be informed about what's out there. I'm a highly empathic person, but I think I manage it in a way that's really weird and different okay. than a lot of other empaths. You know, uh, you have to be aware, you have to know who your audience is if you're an empath and you have to know how to manage your, your own, um, your own emotions so that other people's aren't affecting yours. That's like an empath, quite frankly, has to know how to arm themselves. Otherwise, the world is going to destroy an empath. Wow. So what are what have you done to protect yourself? Um, well, I have I would say the biggest thing that I've done is I've cut out relationships that don't serve me or that are toxic. OK. And I set really good boundaries. Nice. And I'm a very di- direct communicator. Mm-hmm. I say, like, I had somebody give me this advice one time. It was a pastor of mine. And I was like, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. And I've always been, I've always been, like, on a bit of a high horse w- when I talk sometimes. And been like, well, I just tell the truth. And I just tell people like it is. And I've been, like, ruthless about it at times, right? And my pastor came up to me one day. And he's like, you know, Jamie, you could say the truth all day long. But if you do it without love, you're just an asshole. And I was <laughs> like, fuck. 
Like, damn. I was like, that was fucking 100% accurate. <laughs> also, I really need to work on this, so thank yeah. you. And so, and I really have, but I still say things uh, that can be very cutthroat, but I do say it with love, and I think right. that that's the balance mm-hmm. that uh, has really helped me in being an empathic person. Um, I can cut out relationships in a very loving way and still maintain that boundary if I need to. And then sometimes I might have like more of a permeable boundary where I'm like, oh, kind of testing the waters to see if there's been change or healing and you know if there isn't I'm just I'm out it's like a fish like throwing the fishing mm-hmm. line really yeah you kind of swampsy like yeah. are you still yeah. still the same yep okay yeah but you're but you know that and you're aware of it that's yeah. the thing though but that's on your terms and and you're just testing which is totally okay because yeah. you're aware yeah. of that fact where most people if they're testing they have no idea they're just diving in and the bar could be like two feet deep and they're gonna hit their head at the bottom right you know so right. it's like it's a different thing you yeah know? that I awareness that. is so important yeah. right self-awareness is important right I feel like I'm self-aware. I have, yeah, I have you? one family member, maybe mm-hmm. two, <laughs> that I haven't cut off. Well, one I cut off completely, but he's kind of back around, um, my brother. And then um, the other one, I have to limit. Yeah. Because the energy is just so freaking draining. Right. Yeah. And that's so. a good sign. Like, that's a really good sign that, you know, something is healthy or unhealthy is if you feel depleted energetically, mm-hmm. right? Like we exhausted. Exactly. Like I have to go home and go to bed. I'm like, oh. Exactly. Like, or if somebody it takes all your attention, right? They yes. need you all the time. That, that's a big one that Ugh. I think can be like kind of like that can kind of fly under the radar. That's but, my non-negotiable, I guess, mm. for relationships. Oh, that's so needs true. All my time. I can like see, I literally have always that. said that I go... I need someone equal, but when they start like needing more mm. of my attention and stuff, like I can't, I mm-hmm. cannot do that. So yeah, I feel like you much. need your me time mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I give so much that it's yes. just like when it's my time, I just, I can't anymore. Well, you, know? you have to recharge, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Empathic yeah. people have to do that because there's such an energetic exchange with impasse, right? Where you're just, you'll give, but that's the part where I, I try to talk to empathic people about knowing how to manage it, right? Because if you do not know how to dial that back, if you do not know, look, you don't ever have to change what being an empath is, Mm -hmm. but not everybody gets that. And that's really hard for an empath. What if someone says like you're in a relationship and they're like, I'm trying to do this. It's. And they keep saying that they're trying. That like they're trying to create a change. Yeah. They're trying to make something happen. They're doing the best they can. Do you provide, do you think it's a good thing to give them a timeline? Uh, well, what I would typically do one, I look, I got, I'd ha- I would personally have to fill it out. I'll tell okay. you that Yeah. because, uh, again, there's a way to know something and then analyze something. Yeah, right. And right. I'm going to connect to what I feel and what that truth is first. So that's going to be number one for me. I would say as a general rule for people, uh, yeah, I probably would have an invisible timeline. I would know the timeline and I wouldn't communicate that to who my person is. Mm. I would have a timeline of when I would want to see that change and I would measure that myself, right? Because when you're in toxic or abusive relationships, there is a part of the cycle of abuse where people will say and do whatever it takes to get you back into the relationship. And so you can see change or trying during that phase but it's not real change it's just a part of the abuse cycle right Mm. i like that so guys uh, so we have jamie lynn on our show and we're (laughs) going to jump in this right now so we're talking about 
She's awesome right now. Thank you for being here, by the way. <laughs> Beautiful as well. Um, so this is our subject line that we're getting into. It's called toxic relationships. And so she's kind of touched upon that, which yeah. this whole thing is about right now. And, um, you know, it's, it's basically a relationship characterized by behaviors on the part of the toxic partner that are emotionally and not infrequently physically damaging to their partner. So you started hinting upon that. But I, I feel like there's all these different versions of this that happen. And quite frankly, all of us have a little piece of toxicity in our, sure. our relationship anyways, because yeah. we all require or want something from, and it's a, it's a give and take. So, but it's just the amount, it's always a little bit of a hint of amount in all of us, but not a full blast, you know, shit storm all right, the time. Right, right, right. Right. So, well, like we all have, we, we all have something because, you know, we live in an imperfect world and, you know, we are all hurt people. We have all been through something in this life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and that's why healing is so important. And that's such a big focus on like what I do, because when we don't heal, we're operating from that place of pain and we are more likely to hurt other people. When you're engaged in relationships in general, there is going to be hurt. There is going to be risk. There will be mistakes. That is not the same as somebody being abusive. And it's not necessarily the same thing as something being a relationship being unhealthy. And I think something that people should pay attention to is a pattern of behavior versus a moment. Right. Yeah. Right. This is a big thing that I think people need to, you know, kind of figure out. Like, like if I've got somebody that's like, okay, like, you know, uh, somebody did a, a, B, C, D, but you know, 90% of the time they're, they're great and they're invested, but they had like a slip up. Like we have to kind of weigh that. Right. Like that was, that would not be something that I would just completely write off. I would okay. take the other behavior into account. Like how consistent has this person been? You know, like one of my girlfriends kind of, you know, she kind of falls into that a lot of times where it's like, you know, a, a guy can be really, really, really great. But like, let's say he forgets to text or call or he has a period in time where he's just not available. Her pain, her trauma takes her back to her past. And okay. that's very triggering. And then she gets reactive. Okay. And then she takes that on in him. Um, in theory, is that what you're saying? In that, I, in that instance? Yeah. Like, I mean, she, 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 she becomes fearful or she'll withdraw. Right. Or like just, she could put a barrier between something that could really be good for her. Okay. You know, and, and so sometimes that prevents you from actually engaging or, or being open to a, a positive relationship because you're viewing something um, through one and unhealed lens. Right. Right. And then, you know, yeah, like maybe that behavior is not OK, but is it really a toxic person or are they just kind of having like a, you know, that they just fuck up? Right. You know, so how often does someone communicate that? Like in that situation, like for her, does she communicate to him and he's now has to be. Okay, you know what? I'm sorry I didn't da da da. Yeah, like I like I think like she yeah, we we we've talked about it and um you know, she she is doing a really good job about uh being more direct in how she feels. I think a lot of women can kind of tiptoe around issues in relationships and and men do the same too. Um I t- tend to talk more heavily on women cuz it's mainly what I work with, mm. so that's kind of like my you know, lens and how I communicate mainly, but I think I think absolutely like she's done a better job about being direct. And I'm a big believer that when there's an, any issue in a relationship, 
toxic, not toxic, whatever. If there's an issue in a relationship, just address it. Yeah. That's going to tell you a lot. Yeah, but most people can't because they're afraid of the outcome or their exactly. perception of what it might exactly. be due to a past something or other. Exactly. Yeah, I have this thing with, um, so um, I have a 13-year-old daughter and an 8-year-old. So my 13-year-old um, has anxiety. And so mm. um, last week, you know, me being in sports a lot and stuff, I um, we were at the volleyball courts and like she froze up at one point because mm. one, something made her anxious. So now it's all this good that she did just stopped and I got in her face and was like, not in her face, but like, honey, you got to let's go, da, 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 And I could see her nerves and this and that. And I said, you need to talk to me, communicate with me. What's going on now? If you're mad at me, just say, dad, I'm mad at you. Communicate. I, I'm not, yeah. you know, I don't want you just to hold it in because if I'm really making you upset right now because of how you're feeling and your anxiety is kicking in, just let me know, dad, my anxiety is kicking in. I need a moment. Communicate something to me. And if you're mad at me, just say, dad, you know what? I don't like the way you're talking to me, whatever. I'm just trying to get her to communicate mm-hmm. better. So she doesn't perceive that the way I was talking to her as coming across mad mad or upset, Mm -hmm. more like, let's get over this or or, let's get through this together. In other words, I I think that that was really good modeling on your part. Do you think that you were anxious at all? I, of course I was. Her anxiety made me anxious. And one of her first follow-up games, I was super anxious. I I had to run out before the game started and I called, you know, my girlfriend and started almost crying on the phone. I I, I, I can't be here right now. I'm so stressed out right now. So you're doing some co-regulation there. She's probably picking up on some of that energy. As you were talking, I could feel that energy coming from Mm -hmm. you. And I was like, oh, Oh, I could see it too. Right. Like, so as you were saying that, I was like, oh, that's really interesting because I could feel that energy coming from you. Yeah. You know, like her response actually created some anxiety for you. And that was, you were, that was part of how you were self-regulating. Yeah. Right. You know, at the same, again, not good, bad, right or wrong. It's just what we do, right? As yeah. people, we do the best we right. have with the information that mm-hmm. we have. The second part of that was really great, right? You're modeling for her, um, what, like how to communicate. And that helps reduce anxiety dramatically okay. in children when they can communicate what they want and what their needs are. But the energetic exchange between yeah. you was I not ha- a match. I have to, I have to, and, I, and what I'm going to be What about children can't though? Do you work with children? I do. Well, not so much anymore, but I do, I do help parents um, with, with that kind of thing. So let's say I have a, let's say <clears throat> I have a kid that is tantruming, right? Or let's say that they're nonverbal autistic or something like that. I will do yeah. something very similar or guide parents to do something very similar where I will say, I will help them identify the feeling, even if they can't verbalize it to me. I will let them know that they have been seen and that they've been heard. If they've been seen and if they've been heard, you're going to see that anxiety reduce. Okay. So well, what about like teenage girls that um, literally, <laughs> well, they don't know how to communicate or they shut down and they don't want to. So it, I would do the same thing because it's really, it's, it doesn't have to be so complicated. Uh, so let's say let's say you have a, a moody teen and they don't want to fucking talk to yeah, you. Yeah, she doesn't want to talk about That's it. That's okay. So I wouldn't push it. I would just say like, okay, like it sounds, it looks like you're really upset right now and right. you're wanting some space from me. And I just want you to know that, you know, I, I would like to talk to you. I would like to know how you feel, but... I can't, you know, but I'm going to give you some space right now and maybe we can revisit this in an hour. Mm -hmm. And I would just let it go and I would give that space and I would touch back. But it's not something that I would force or try to control. Because again, you can can go into different avenues where that can 
Yeah. You know, a teen can kind of manipulate you with that mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I so. just feel like, yeah, when you're, I always say when you're ready, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always yeah. an open door. Like I, I can't make you talk to me, Yeah, but, but just I would, I I'm would, here. I, that's great. That those are really good things, but the feeling is really important. The behavior, identifying the feeling and what they're doing. That's really important because that helps them feel seen and understood. So I can see that you're really upset right now. I can see that you don't want to talk to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Those things are really, really important because yeah. it's like, okay, good. Yeah, she good, knows I'm I don't right like her. She knows I don't God. like her, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of gives them that little like, okay, yeah, yeah fine. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you. I've yeah. learned that all through this um, with what, um, all through relationships as well where um, my current, you know, girlfriend of four years now and even with my ex-wife, we communicated as like from day one, I always said, look, if we ever are in a space or you feel something's off, whatever, let's talk it out. I can mm-hmm. take it, which I know that you can take it as well. My current girlfriend of four years, she's even said that I've helped her become a better communicator because mm-hmm. I said, look, I go, mm, I, I don't want you, you to, ho- I go, if there's something you need to say, just tell me, I can take it. Let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's gotten better that way. And, it, and it's great that way. Um, but I'm also laughing one time. The only blow up I think we've ever had was over our dog. And, um, and I, <laughs> oh my I went like 50 times off the chart, Jamie Lynn, because yeah. I was up to my neck with it and I just, just let it all out. And literally like that night I went to bed mad and slept on the couch. And so she's in the bed the next morning she got up and she was like, she was to the point like, if you ever do that again, she goes, I've never seen this side of you. And I go, um, I'm sorry, it was a one-off and you know, that's not my personality, but mm-hmm. I think I just kept it all in. And yeah. normally I let a lot of stuff out, but she just wasn't hearing that. Mm-hmm. And so it just turned into this big roar. You know? Yeah, it can really escalate. But mm-hmm. see, that was a really good example of somebody having a moment versus somebody being toxic. Yes, right. right. Oh, I see right. that. Because yeah. I and feel I've like never that's had a moment of... with that ever. Yeah. After we right. decided the dog's great, we're great, and yeah. that, but it needed to come out yeah. and that one time, and it's never, you know, we don't we rarely fight over anything. See, but... that's a one-off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like somebody, somebody can come into that and be like, "Oh, he got abusive," or he like <laughs> obviously your behavior was not that way. So I, I don't want to label it as that what right. you were doing at all. Um, but like some people will will try to miscategorize it when they see somebody having a one-off and they will be like, oh, this person is terrible now. Or they want to say like, now you're on the pedestal, now now you're off the pedestal, you know? And it's like, we can't really like, we're fucking human beings, man. We're going to have bad days. It's not the same thing as somebody being toxic though, or like abusive. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, I don't think I could ever do that. That's, that's the worst. Okay. So I have a question for you. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Why are you laughing? I just want to know. Okay. So we had an episode about, um, like the holidays. Like I'm not a fan of like the holidays. Okay. (laughs) Um, and he's like, well, what happened? Did you have a bad like Christmas as a child or like, how do you not? And I'm like, Like, I'll let you give it. So she basically (laughs) has a tendency to break up with people around the holidays, okay. Christmas or whatever, and she's yeah. named the last well, three Well, my or four. friends say it's a pattern. Okay. And they're like, we're identifying a big pattern with okay. you. And I'm like, it's not a pattern. But then I look back and I'm like, ooh, maybe. Yeah, my <laughs> maybe first thought was, right. like, oh, so what? Perhaps something must have happened on Christmas that makes but you feel this way. But nothing happened to me on Christmas avoiding. that I can think of. Is that. Well, odd? What, well, tell me what is your question? Oh, so the question is. Um, first of all, I was labeled as, what? Why does she break up with people on the holidays? Yeah. I was labeled and it bothered me. Okay. I'm like, but then when I think back, I'm like, oh, maybe, I guess. How long, I mean, had, uh, 
how long were you in like this relationship for? Had you guys been oh, okay, through Christmases so, or holidays before? Yeah. So w- okay. when I was married, we broke up right before Christmas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like Thanksgiving, okay. Christmas. And then my last one, same thing. It was like in December. And then my recent one, yeah, in December. <laughs> So, I mean, I out mean, of you like have, all four, but you have had like, <laughs> how long was this last one? This last relationship? A year. Okay. Yeah. So we'd been through Before like Christmas. This was our, our second Christmas. Damn well, you. I mean, look, would, would there be like a, I mean, is that a pattern? Yeah, it could be a pattern. Like, I'm not going to, I like, I don't know anything about this relationship, so I'm not going to like speculate on that and make like large leaps. That wouldn't be fair to you or you know, myself professionally. <laughs> like, this is why. <laughs> um, Travis, can we stop the cameras right now and get Jamie's real answer? By yeah, the way? yeah, it's not rolling right now. This is just rehearsal. You can go ahead. Okay, okay, perfect. Except for us. okay so, yes, I... Maybe you can say that's a pattern, but I don't really feel like it's a pattern. Yeah. I just I'm being honest that um, holi- like Christmas and stuff, I'm just not an advocate of of holidays in general, like anything that makes people feel like they have to give a gift or get a gift. I don't like the pressure, the social, I don't like the social pressure of the holidays. Well, I mean, that's fair enough. And and a lot of people don't, it, it makes, it makes people uncomfortable, but you know, I think holidays are typically very symbolic of, you know, spending that with people that are extremely important to you. The word intimacy keeps coming to mind right now. I don't know why, but this is just kind of like I'm vibing on that word right now. Um, and so some, you know, I don't, I don't want to like go off on, on, on this like tangent or whatever, but it's okay. I think there, there could be perhaps like a protective layer, right? Where it's kind of like there's a knowing that this is like there's been a decision that you've made and maybe for whatever reasons the holidays can highlight that where it's kind of like, all right, like this is the kind of time where we're going to be like uh, maybe marrying more, like in, in intermixing more, like there's more vulnerability there, you know, there's more like notoriety around yeah. the holidays. And, you know, if you're already feeling like there's been a decision oh, made, yeah. I feel like that's a great feeling, response. Yeah, a if you're already feeling like there's been a decision made, then you're not going to do that with this person. And that might not always be at the forefront because you don't really like, you don't really have to make that decision because it's not immediate. Right. Mm-hmm. But Christmas, well, now it's here and now it's kind of like, all right, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to take him or am I not? Right. Oh, that's so yeah, true. I can totally relate to that. Yeah. And I it's like kind it. of like more of a family type. Well, well it's the intimacy. Yeah, like that's like the word that keeps that coming intimacy. to mind like, with that's you. True. It's that there's this, like this, and I don't know where that kind of fits in, but sometimes I'll just pick up on a word and like try to roll with it. So I don't know if that means anything to you. Well, it does not. because it was it was an issue. Mm-hmm. It's funny you say that because I don't typically bring anyone I'm dating around my family mm-hmm. unless I know that it's I see potential for a future. Mm-hmm. So in this case, there were a few things that I needed that didn't happen. So I'm like. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. I'm I'm on board with that intimacy for (laughs) sure. Yeah. Because I was thinking going like, no, it's like, 
You always, um, you're very intimate when you're with them. You can go I don't a week think at a she time meant or something. Like no, I, I get that. No, no, I'm not talking about yeah. intimate as far as spending time together. Like when you remember how you said no more than two weeks, you know, you can yes. see every other, two, yeah, every yeah, other yeah. week or whatever. Um, the intimacy of being together is not your problem, but maybe just like the, it's just more of a bigger. Well, there's a, look, there's a protective thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's going on. So it's just like, she's, and I said that before you even mentioned your family. Yeah. Where it's kind of like the guard, right? There's mm -hmm. like a barrier. It's like, okay, you're in and you're out. Da, 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 you know, and, and she's not going to let that kind of intimacy in. Like her family is intimacy for her, right? Mm -hmm. Talking about you like you're not here. But like, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's true. And so you're going to be protective over that, right? And if, and look, you had that knowing already that you were tapping into, right? Some certain, certain things didn't happen. You had some non-negotiables, but like your gut you you knew and that's why you created that barrier it's like if i'm really gonna like go there like you already knew right you already knew and that's why you created that barrier and you didn't have to deal with it until christmas you know so how do you take the baby oh. steps now in order to change See, that's you know a, all this is true because we've had the conversations right. but i want to so know how true. she takes baby steps now to start chipping away at that sort of situation likewise you said for me well, i know my anxiety flows and now I hear it and I'm like, dang, I got to really be cautious of that now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, we all have stuff. I've got stuff too, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so what, so tell, tell, maybe I didn't understand the question. Like, how do you take baby steps towards, so towards she, what? like, mm -hmm. so if it's a, I don't want to call it so much a pattern, pattern but if this yeah. is a situation that happens often where she mm -hmm. breaks up for the holidays, how does she take a deep breath and let herself try to bring in the next person that far along? Well, I'll say this, like it's not, it has nothing to do with the holidays. The holidays are just like a signal for her uh, to be like, mm. it's not about the holidays. Yeah, it's just, point. this is just when she evaluates whether it's real or not okay. for her. Okay. So the issue would one. be I'm entertaining something that doesn't serve me. And I know that a lot sooner and I'm not cutting it off in time. Got it. Mm, you're so good. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. How's I your life, like, Jamie, by like the way? My to, life? Oh, yeah. my God, I guys. Like I should have my own show for that. <laughs> you guys, I feel like we got a session and we need to, like, pay her. <laughs> uh, uh, right? no, she's already handled my, my little children. I'm like, oh, well, I because I, I do listen really well, and I try to adhere yes, to yeah. things that when people tell me something, I one of the things, like you said, when people just talk a lot of shit yes. about their problems and they never, they just want to never figure it out. They vent. I always they, try to figure it out. They're not looking for a solution. Right. right. Yeah. I like, always try to figure it out. I, I always want words. to know how mm -hmm. I can be better. Right. And it never offends me. It never does. Anything. It yeah. just makes me go, it makes me take a moment to look inside and go, wow, I got to really mm -hmm. start put a pin in that, start working on that. Yeah. But, and that's, look, those are great qualities guys, but not everybody's like you. Right. And that's, that's that empathetic part of you that you've got to manage because Look, look, I'm the same way. If somebody points something out to me, like I'm going to want to take a look at it. I don't always believe them mm -hmm. because not everybody's trying to like help you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I'll take a look at it. And if there's something that I need to work on and change, I really will. Okay. I, I'll do that. But right. not everybody's going to do that. Some people are pointing things out to hurt you or cut you down. Some people are saying things to manipulate you or sway you one way or another. An empath never sees it that way. They will see like, Oh, I wonder why they said that. Maybe I should do that differently. And and it's like an empath That's really, you, Chris. right? An empath really does need to manage that part. They never need. You never need to stop being caring, mm -hmm. loving, loyal, trustworthy. Like empathic people are the most beautiful person on this people on this planet. You know, it is what what is good in this world. 
but you have to manage it or right. else it'll just destroy you. But when those people say, like, let's say if someone says that to you, yeah. I mean, like I can give an instance for myself, but like for you, if someone did some, said something toxic to you, yes. can you yeah. pick it up or is it sometimes hidden so well, you know, at it's your different. level? Yeah. So I would, uh, so I have vulnerabilities as well and I'm pretty aware of what they are. Um, like with, with your average Joe, I could pick it up really, really okay. quickly. But if it's somebody that's important to me, <laughs> yeah, I, hear you. No, I, I hear that. Mm -hmm. If it's somebody that's important to me, I'm going to be like, well, maybe like it's harder for me to see it. Okay. The closer I have a relationship with somebody, a personal relationship with somebody, the harder it is for me to be in that knowing. Right, right. It, it's to be just objective harder. About it and it's, stuff. I try right. not to be objective. Okay. It's just harder for me to connect to that knowing. Okay. Because it clouds it because I may want that relationship or I may want to hear something. And so my own projection comes in and messes with what I would intuitively know. Does that uh, make sense? It makes yes. a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 I was I dealt with something like that last weekend. Um, my little sister, um, my grandmother had passed away, and I didn't go to the oh, memorial sorry. because I was sorry like, I don't that. need to go. And yeah. so I thought that once again, not even listening to my own advice, mm -hmm. um, I had to get my Jamie to tell me, and I was like, God damn! Like I, this is why I always tell people, I go, you need to communicate with someone in order to, because you never know if they're gonna. It's, it's your perception. Mm -hmm. So my perception was that I'm not going the day before. I feel guilty. Should I fly in? Da 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 da. So I called my sister that night. She didn't call me back. I'm like, oh my God, she's mad at me. So she called me the next day that morning and Jamie had said, my Jamie goes, Chris, she goes, just call her and ask her. And I go, yeah, why didn't I do that? Like I'm sitting here trying to rack my brain on and feeling guilty and this and that. And then all of a sudden she calls me and she goes, brother, we're good. We're fine, Chris. We're great. I'm not mad. I knew that you can come in. I was like, yeah, why did I get so worked up? And I, all I had to do was just pick up the phone and yeah. call you. And I tell everyone that all the time. Do you think you created a story in your head? I did because it's like, I've, I know myself where I ever since a little kid or whatever, I, for some reason, take on a lot of guilt when I feel like I'm not being, when I'm not giving or I'm not helping or I'm not doing whatever. It's like, I put a lot of pressure on myself because I, and that pressure turns to guilt sometimes when I'm not mm. doing what I should be doing. Yeah. But you, you're doing that Virtually yourself. Just, Why exactly. do you do that to yourself? Well, that's a whole nother thing. I have to go to Jamie and she can figure that out. But <laughs> no, I, I know why there's lots of reasons why, but you know, and I've come to terms up, but you're, I guess what I'm getting at, and that's another yeah, story yeah. is that the vulnerability, um, sometimes you lose sight and, and it does get you. And that got me. And I never let mm -hmm. stuff like that get me. Mm -hmm. But because she's my sister, she's really close to me. Mm -hmm. I was like perceiving all this stuff that she was thinking. Yeah. And she's like, we're good. I told you two weeks ago we were good. Yeah. And I was like, oh, why did I get that way then? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, it, it, like we all like, plus it was a very sensitive time too. Right. So you have to take that into account. Okay. Like you're not, you're not functioning at. Uh, you know, and I wasn't you, that right. like, about now. That's why it started spinning that way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's just you know, it's a vulnerability. We're allowed to do that, but you know, a lot of empathic people feel again responsible for other people's emotions. Like when empathic people say no, set boundaries, they they label it as doing something wrong, or they feel bad. Those are the two things that I usually see them do. Okay. And you know, because they're that, but the thing is, is that what an empath is really doing. It's a form of enabling because you're really just trying to make yourself feel better. You're really engaging in this people-pleasing behavior because you're so uncomfortable with saying no. And it's not yeah. waiting complex. Yes. yes. Which and I, a yeah. lot of empathic people will tell wow. me, it's like, yeah. I'm just such a nice person. I'm just such a nice person. And I'm like, I don't like yeah, that. Maybe, I but say like, that all the time. I know, but he, the, here's the hardcore truth of it, though. <laughs> That doesn't mean that you're a bad person, but you're not acting that way because you're a nice person. You're acting that way because you don't want somebody to dislike you. Mm -hmm. You don't want to upset somebody. And you're so uncomfortable with those emotions that you just 
become agreeable. Right. Which is not good. I think, right. I think, well, I don't want to say it's not good. I say it's not healthy. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we all, like, yeah. again, we all have, have something our issues. and we all have, yeah. we all have vulnerabilities, right? And we're just kind of like <laughs> talking about them. And, and it's just like, we, like, it's always about progress. It's never about perfection. Like it's being perfect is ridiculously, it's unattainable. And that would be very boring, I think. Right. Yes, it would be. You know? Oh my right. God. But God bless the people with that extra yeah. dynamic sometimes. There's things that people are like, damn, I wish I could do that, you know? And there's moments, like like you said, we all have those moments, right. those, those blow up moments where yeah. something happens. Like I was telling a little bit earlier about uh, um, on Christmas Eve where um, oh my we had this God, one episode where we're talking guy. about the holiday stuff. And I said, I, I went through the whole day just super patient and calm because there was a lot of weird events going on. And every yeah. any other day I would be like, just no, Just people dude, not being dude. mindful right. of this space. So and he's the, so nice nice he lets everyone cut him so and the then i'm thinking what about the people behind you yeah oh. like they need to get out of right. the store too yeah. stop letting everyone cut you yeah the yeah. last straw but was he's... like in the last straw when i yelled at the guy for thumbing my salmon and i went you oh thumb my... the salmon messed up i want a new piece he picked like out that. a piece of salmon and when the butcher went to pick it up he goes like, how's this thumbs and everything and, and he goes did he have was good on until you... no but it was so big you know yeah the salmon so it wasn't like i went i go i go i go well it was a great piece of until you thumbed it. I want a new piece. And all of a sudden I was like, I feel like that shit. needs to be a meme somewhere. You know? I feel like we're on to something, guys. Don't, don't thumb my salmon. Don't thumb I go, my salmon. Seriously, Chris, because he put his thumb, how the fuck was he supposed to pick it up? I don't care. And he goes, but he moment. dented it. So yeah. it wasn't like, and it was, a, like, it was the last oh, straw. It was wow. just the last straw. I get it. We all, we yeah. all get, we all get, yeah. we all, all have those breaking oh points. Yeah. yeah. And I blow up rarely, but when my blow ups happen, it's just like a kick like that. It's just because you've got to get in the process of releasing throughout and Instead of like repressing, yeah, Re like repression, repression. Mm -hmm. yeah. Namian Rangio Kyo. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my god! god. All right. Okay, wait. Go I, so I have a question. We get a lot of questions. Um, I have gotten a lot of questions from mm. our followers about dating with kids. Yes. So. Yeah. Is it important? Do you include the kids? Do you not include the, the kids? Do you keep your dating separate when you incorporate someone? You I'm know, like, I don't fucking know. Look, like, I think like everyone's kind of different in their own approach yeah. to it. Right. Look, I think that this is something that you really have to like. If, if this is a question coming from women, my number one thing is one, do some healing work because you're going to misread things. Two, is this a person that you should really be entertaining? Like you need to evaluate if this person is even for you before you even think about doing any kid, any kid stuff. Right. right. Like, cause if they're not for you, why bother introducing them to the kids? I agree. Like it's, you know what yeah. I mean? So, and, and should there be a protective layering? Yeah, absolutely. Because let me tell you something about abuse and sexual abuse. Like, you know, the number one way kids are like, well, not the number one way, but like most most children are sexually assaulted by, a, a, a you know, a non-related male in the home. Right. Yeah. So like those are things that you those are just stats. You can Google it. You know, I don't know the exact numbers. I know Michael Sartain would probably have that. Right. But. Yes, he would know for sure. Right. Oh, my God. Um, but I don't have those stats. But, you know, so, yes, should there be a protective covering and a, and mm -hmm. a barrier? A hundred percent. Like, I don't believe in giving people the benefit of that. That's fucking crazy, Agreed. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Bonkers. Like, do your kids, should your kids have an opinion on who you're dating and who you're not dating? Um, I would not. Look, look, I would want to know if it was me. I would want my children to get along with my partner, but yes. they are not going to be picking my partner. 
I'll I'll tell you that. Like, my children will not be picking the person I'm supposed to be with. (laughs) Right. Well, okay. I will be picking that person. Right. And I hope to God that they like them. But look, I'm also going to be evaluating this from a spiritual perspective for me. I'm going to pray about it 100%. I'm going to be like, God, what do you think before I go to my kids or anybody else? Right. I'm going to do my healing work. I'm going to, I'm going to see and go out with this person to see if I actually have a connection with them or am I just attracted to them? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, and really kind of see, like, can I really see myself uh, with this person? And, and, you know, and if those things kind of tick the boxes, then I'll consider, introducing them to my children and, 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 and so on and so on. But this is something that I would do over a period of time. This is not something that I would advise anybody to rush into. You don't know these people, right. you know, and how many of us were even married to people that we did not fucking know. Right. Right. So like, you know, like let's yeah. take those yeah. things into account. Right. So true. And then, um, how, so you mentioned healing. Mm-hmm. How can women identify what areas they need healing? Well, that is a loaded question. And that would be something that I would have to talk to individually, like one-on-one. Like I can't say generally how people can identify it, but well, maybe I can. Let's see. Like, if Because when you say healing, mm-hmm. like I know that there are plenty of areas that I require growth where I can be yeah. better, but I don't really necessarily know where I need healing. I'm sure I do, but I'm not understanding maybe that word. Um, like for me, I I'm using it in the context of relationships and, um, finding a partner. Like here, here's an example of what a lack of healing can, can do. Like okay. if <clears throat> let's say I was cheated on. Okay. In, in a former relationship and now I've met this amazing person but you know he starts getting these texts late at night and he's starting having to work late and I haven't healed from that past trauma and it reminds me of when my ex did that mm-hmm. that's a lack of healing right let's say this person didn't do anything wrong but because of my lack of healing I'm perceiving it in a way that might not be accurate, okay? So a lack of healing causes you to perceive things in a more critical light. A lack of healing creates a lot of hypervigilance. So it's a lot of like being on edge. It's a lot of very like Mm. hyper aware. I feel like I've got to walk on eggshells. I can't ever say do the right things. I'm overanalyzing things all Mm -hmm. the time. Overanalyzing things means that I don't feel safe and I'm looking for a way to feel safe, right? If I need constant validation, if I have a degree of dependency, like these are things that to me suggest that somebody needs some healing in their life. Um, Every, everybody is going to be specific as far as probably like, I would never like give somebody like, I would always want to know somebody's story, you know, before we like kind of get down into the specifics of things. Um, but well, I don't you know. Would just, have to anyways in yeah. your field, though. You'd need the whole story mm-hmm. before you actually. But I, I like in. that. Um, for example, I did date someone who was cheated on, and I constantly felt like I paid the price mm-hmm. for her cheating. Yes. But it's probably because he didn't take the time to heal. Absolutely. That right. that part. Yeah. If you of him. Absolutely. Like if you don't heal. Um, and, and I don't think you need to have complete healing. I think healing can be a process, but like there does need to be a foundational point where you're like, like there used to be somebody's name that I, if I heard it, I would have like a a surge, Mm -hmm. an emotional response. I could hear that name now and doesn't do anything. Right. Like that's a level of healing. Like, yeah, Yeah. I feel like it's, I always say that to a lot of my girlfriends. I'm like, look, 
you're going to get to a place when, when that happens and you're just indifferent and it's such a beautiful space. Oh, it's great. Like when you're like just apathetic. Yeah. It's just like, there's no, there's no good. There's no bad. It just is. And that's such a, it's almost like it never was. Yeah. It, It feels like it never happened, you know? And I think that that is, those things suggest, you know, healing. If you don't heal, like you can meet the perfect partner and you won't be able to sustain it because love can't land there. Love can't land where you're not open. Like if you haven't healed, you're going to be guarded. You're going to be mm. protected. You're going to be all of these things, right? Well, if if you if you look at love, right? Love's not going to be like love is going to question that garden and be mm-hmm. like, well, I don't, I know, this isn't love. Like I can't like match. That's not going to be a vibrational match, right? How do you recognize the issue though to save? like you just said, something that might be good. You know, we've all had or been with someone, I'm sure that you like, you know, you thought it, it could, and by the way, it could be good. I'm proof of that. Like my, my current girlfriend, four years now, we dated five months uh, back in like, let's say 2001. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, She was in a residency. You know, I was just playing around, just doing my thing. And literally like I, for the first time I broke up with her because I didn't want to cheat. Like, cause mm-hmm. she's too good of a girl and she was amazing. And there's nothing wrong <laughs> no, with this I girl. Love that. And I so love I was that. like, so I, I was like, look, I need to break up with you because I met someone else who might be a potential person I might want to pursue. So I need to let you go. And so I did got married to this woman 17 years together. Um, Jamie and I reconnected again after that, just some way, somehow Not afterwards. Me, but and when you yeah. three Jamies, that's yeah. crazy. Right. It was we, meant re- to be. we reconnected again. And I, I was just, but I was just like, I will never let you go again. Like I, for some reason, even through he the process of being married. Yeah. But I always, but yeah. for the first time, about her when you were married a few times, because like I was going to say the first time in my life, I was like, while being with someone else, I was like, did I make the right decision? Did I choose the right one? Mm-hmm. Because, and Ooh, being so back she was with her kind right of in now, the background being, but never, but just a, a quick thought, like yeah. maybe a 10 years, two years, okay. you know, whatever like that, never like all the time or anything weird like that. But, um, but getting back with her now, it's just like, yeah, this was, she's, the one, you know, and I, and I feel it and know it. And it's just been amazing ride. See, use words. I feel it and I know it. And see, that's so important. Like you can't analyze that. You just, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think most people do, but we've stepped so far outside of that when we're looking at relationships. And I think that just going back to toxic relationships, you know, we can, we need to apply that in toxic relationships, but we don't, we entertain relationships that we know are not for us because we're scared. Right. But even when they recognize it at the beginning as well, even though they know at the beginning, what red flag, you know, we talked about a lot well, of red flags and stuff. Well, address the behavior. Like, okay. look, like you can look every, like, there are some blurred lines when it comes to things like this, especially at the beginning of a relationship, mm-hmm. because toxic relationships, you're going to be looking for more of a pattern of behavior. And there's a very specific pattern that a lot of these things follow. Uh, so that can be helpful in deciding whether it's toxic or not. But look, whether it's toxic, unhealthy, abusive, whatever you want to call it, if there's any issue in your relationship that is bothering you, bring it up. Yes. And what you really want to pay attention to is how they respond to it. Okay. Are they calling you crazy? Are they saying that you're overreacting? Are they finger pointing and blaming you? Or are they like listening to you? Like, look, and listening doesn't mean that they have to agree with you because your point might be batshit crazy. You don't know. (laughs) Right. You know, it's okay to agree to disagree. Right. But like, are they, are they listening to you? Are they taking your concerns into consideration and are they making reasonable like adjustments? Are they behaving in a way that like is, is, is more in line? And I have to, you know, this, this is operating under like a, 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 we have to assume that what this person is requesting is reasonable and healthy, 
right? That they're not being like, I need you to buy me 500 flowers today. Right. Show me that you love me. <laughs> and if you don't, yeah. you don't love me because you're not meeting my needs. Like, that's not the kind of shit we're talking about, guys. You know, like, it's just like, you know, it's it's say like, uh, it's say like I'd like to hear from you more. That's something that I hear a lot of women talk okay. about. I'd like to hear from you more. Well, just say that okay. and see if you hear from them more, you know? And if you don't? Look, if you don't, Ask why. Like, is there a good? Re- there might be a good reason why. Right. Like, maybe something came up. Maybe he's in a bad. Maybe he's just having a bad day. Right. Mm-hmm. But can he talk to you about it? Can you work through it? And does that persist? Is it a pattern? Right. And that's how you kind of work through things like that. But that person that's feeling that, um, yes. does he or she need to bring it up? Like you said, because I feel like yes. if you go in that perceptive downward spiral in that hole you just all of a sudden now you're kind of quiet or you don't, or you're yeah. just overreactive and the other person's like, where the fuck is this coming Absolutely. from? Absolutely. That, that's how a lot of mm-hmm. miscommunication happens because we make assumptions and we don't address things. And most people are very passive aggressive. It's like, well, it would have been nice if you would have done the dishes. Oh, yeah. You know, shit like that. And it's just like, just <laughs> yeah. fucking ask them to do the dishes. Right. Like, Thank fine. you. Yeah. You know, it's like not that big of a deal. Right. Um, well, you know, how do they, yeah, let's see. It's, I still want to know like how people change. And by the way, speaking of change, this is going back to something at the beginning. Are they um, willingly on their own coming into you on their own say, look, I have these issues. I need to work on them. And, and I, obviously it's over talking with their partner or trying to make it better. But yeah. is it usually the toxic person coming in or is it usually the one that's feeling the rebuttal of that toxic person? Um, well, I don't know because I usually like unless I'm doing like, look, I don't I don't. No. Okay. Like, okay. I don't know. Like what I will do is I will just say like, well, here's your shit. Yeah. Would you like to work on it? Right. Because so you it, can typically identify it after a few sessions. And I can be usually like, Look. Tip, I can usually identify it like right away. Okay. But um, but and there might be more that becomes unveiled like as I go on. But like usually like a like I will I will do weird things with I don't even know if what I do as therapy at this point because I'll just kind of sense things or feel things like yeah. that word that I had with like you. you did or like me. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, that's I feel I like you have an intuition. Well, that's you your definitely view with being an impact like when I like met that. her. Mm-hmm. We met her at um, when we did our location for our our followers Mm -hmm. and listeners. We met her um, on location when we were doing our podcast. And when I met you, I was immediately drawn to you. Like, I didn't know what you did or, I mean, she's beautiful. So, of course, I wanted to, like, (laughs) come up to her. Should I read her intro? Oh, my God. I'm never leaving (laughs) if you do that. I'm just going to stay here all day long. Just have it on repeat. But I I was so attracted to your energy. And I feel like you do have a gift. Thank you. Like an intuition. So, I would encourage, like, any and everyone to come see you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that so much. I just got goosebumps when you said that. I know yeah. I really like it's nice to be ministered to because uh, and to hear something like that, like your intro and what you just said. So that that helps fill me up, too. And so I really appreciate you saying that. Um, if I going back to your example, mm-hmm. like uh, if I if I had somebody in my office, look, I don't I don't shy away from uh talking about what somebody is bringing into the room, right? And what their stuff is. Is it toxic? Is it unhealthy? Yeah, like a lot of it is, but that right. doesn't mean that they're necessarily a toxic or abusive of person, course, of course. right? Again, abuse, more looking for like a pattern for persistent and some other things that can go on, you know, with that. Um, and then, you know, if they're talking about their relationships, which usually they are, right? Mm-hmm. They're usually talking about relationships. I will point out patterns or things that I can pick up on and be like, well, you know, that's not very healthy. Like going back to that earlier example with that woman, 
there were specific things that he was doing that were not very healthy. And we were talking about that. There were also things that she was doing that were not very healthy. And we were talking about that. So it's not just one or the other. It's kind of just a mix of whatever. And I don't, um, I don't really try to, I just kind of say what I'm, what I'm picking up on. Okay. And you, like you said, just, and they have to figure it out at that point. And you feel like it's an intuition that I think you, you pick up on like energy. I think it's God, honestly. I think I'm a, I'm a, I'm with you. I'm very, I, I very much am a praying person. My relationship with God is super important to me. And I don't think that I would be able to do this without that kind of Mm. guidance. So yeah, she's very in tune. Yeah, I love that. Um, mm-hmm. Let's run just a, um, one more tidbit. Can we run into um, a narcissistic person? By the way, oh yeah, my are they, fave. Are they willing? Hi. Are they willing to give up their own? And by the way, we need to have her back because there's an episode that I have. It's my own personal yeah. dark side that I have that I okay. always wanted to kind of explore and figure okay. out why I don't. But anyways, not now. But <laughs> um, but I want to know. Like I said, um, do you feel like a narcissistic person? Because obviously they know they are. Like, I feel no, like they a don't. lot. Of, oh, you know, okay. So I was going to say a lot always. of controlling people. They have to know some sense of what they're doing all the time. Well, look, like this is a very broad topic and and this is something that uh wow i mean you're opening up the rabbit hole with this look just very generally and i'm not gonna get into too much detail just Mm -hmm. for time's sake but this is a very complex thing and a lot of what i'm hearing right now is they're narcissists they're narcissists they're narcissists like no they're fucking not they probably just don't like you or they're just being (laughs) i hear that all the time and i get frustrated i get frustrated too i do I do. Look, like there is a difference between somebody being a narcissist and somebody uh, just being a dick. Right. Right. Like um, and and every everybody that's ever gotten their heart broken, they're labeling that person as a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe they are. Yes. Right. But narcissism is a spectrum disorder, which means that, like, you know, in my opinion, we have narcissists, we have empath. Right. And so we all kind of fall somewhere along these categories. Like we might be more on the empathic side, but maybe we have some more narcissistic Mm -hmm. traits. Right. And then, you know, you have the, you know, maybe some empathic traits, like even Ted Bundy was nice sometimes. That's what I always say. You know, he didn't get those, he didn't get the girls in the car. He had a relationship. Like he wasn't a dick all the time. Exactly. But that's part of a narcissistic trait too. So, but you know, like we, we had, Charm is a narcissistic trait, but like, so when I say that he was nice, he had a relationship. He was able to express some compassion and maintain a certain level of uh, care, right? Mm -hmm. So not everybody is all bad, not even narcissists, Mm -hmm. you know? So we all have narcissistic traits and tendencies. So to what degree kind of depends on whether you actually, in my opinion, would be a narcissist or not. And, and that is, and being a narcissist is still different than somebody being diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. Narcissist. I didn't even know that was a a disorder. It is a, it is a disorder and that is different than being a narcissist. I'm not going to like somebody with NPD, narcissistic personality disorder has all the narcissistic traits, but they recognize that it causes a problem or an impairment in their life. Okay. Either socially, occupationally, or relationally. Sorry. Like they're aware of it, basically, is what you're saying. They know that it causes a problem. Okay. They don't necessarily think it's a problem, though. Gotcha. Okay? Mm-hmm. But they can recognize that, like, oh, like, this is really pissing my girlfriend off. I'm going to go to counseling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so maybe something like that. Somebody with, that is a narcissist, um, they, some can be aware, but most are not aware. Most are not aware that okay. they are narcissistic. And it, it is a really like, uh, 
very sadistic thing when you kind of get into it and you really understand narcissistic supply and how they view you. Um, I don't know how much of that you want me to go into. <laughs> it's a dark world. I, I'm sure <laughs> it is. There's a lot on that. Yeah. Just, I just because you said there's so many different avenues. It's my jam. To I did a I did a mm-hmm. podcast with uh, uh, Michael Sartain okay. on it. So okay. it, there's more detail there if you. You know, want to dive right. in? Yeah, I to love how go you down the rabbit that. hole. Well, like I said, we'll bring it back for one because and I want to talk about that. So, more. are you taking new clients? Like, where can we yes. find yes. you? Yes. So, um, do you do anything over the phone? Yeah. So right now, I'm only doing telehealth. Um, all oh, I my, love that. Right. Yeah. And so I'm building up my own practice. I am accepting a few new clients on Fridays. Um, you can. Uh, you can email or you can dm me on my ins on my ig and i take clients that way or you can With find four me underscore uh, people four yeah. underscore. And we'll, we'll put her handle up there for yeah. you to find her because two and three were taken <laughs> <laughs> jamie lynn four <laughs> and um yeah and i am accepting new clients um narcissism is really what i specialize in okay. and and relationships and healing um of course they do all the run of the mill stuff but the other stuff is what really gets me going so you know faves i'm laughing right sorry i'm laughing when you said yeah i'm sorry that person just that's like being an asshole or a dick because they just yeah, don't it's like so you true though yeah. like well, I'm so, yeah. i feel like people use that as like I just get so tired of hearing it. It's like mm-hmm. almost like yeah. Like they just throw it out right? there. Like yeah, that. yeah. And then my I'm girlfriend like, says she. I goes, mean, is he really though? Right, probably just like, like said being an asshole. My girlfriend goes, you know, one thing about you, Chris, you're the nicest guy, but you have just a little bit of, of an asshole and a dick in you that that you know I really like about. Yeah, so you can be a dick sometimes. I go. I mean, it's just that little side of me that comes out every now and then. Yeah. But we all have that one. It's one little little things. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But I like that though. That's yeah. funny. Um, all right. Anything else we want to ask this lovely lady? She's I mean, amazing. I could go on forever, I <laughs> but I feel like we we ran a little behind. So oh. I wanted to um, thank you for yes, for thank hanging you. out and and your time is yeah, valuable. Absolutely. So. Appreciate your knowledge and just yes, your your yes. approach more than anything else. You, I yeah. love your approach with the empath and how you're discussing all this. It's just I I hear it all. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you guys mm-hmm. so much for having yeah. me. It's been a pleasure. All right. Yeah. So we know where to find her on um, Instagram. We know where to find her. Please give her a call if you guys need anything because we all need something. I mean, I'm like <laughs> right. trying to get up an appointment myself. Yeah. Do, so. And then do we have a question of the day? I do, but oh. I don't have it prepared because it's oh. going to take a while to find it. And I was up. <laughs> And I, I stole your gun. paperwork. Yeah, so I have an issue of getting <laughs> I up usually hide day it. on time. And like there's moments where I have everything usually on paper. This is the first time yes. I have my phone in front of me. So I'm not used to navigating from this to going yes. to a question. I'm so. pen and paper. We're getting better. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, so. I always have I to be like. I cannot. I cannot. This technology thing, I cannot deal. I'm yeah. like, no. I'm I still have like an old school planner. Yeah. And when you're when you're talking, do you ever talk in person with people? I do, yeah. Do you doodle yeah. when you talk or no? Um, I don't want to say. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm just kidding. No, of course. Yeah, who doesn't doodle? No, <laughs> he doesn't. I do. I'm always like <laughs> I doodle. I'm listening. I, I, I doodle. Listen. What the hell? So, no, <laughs> this one sees a squirrel all the time. Like squirrel. I know. I know. I get so sidetracked. So, so I don't know where. I have to share one thing because this is a long going thing with us as well. And I did this the other day where now she put in my head where it's like she we were having a discussion. One time she goes out of the blue. When you drop a piece of ice on the ground, do you pick it up or do you kick it? No, I just wanted to, I don't know why it came to me, but I was like, okay, ice dropped in the kitchen. Do you kick it under the fridge or do you pick it up? And he's like, 
what are you talking about? I'm like, hey, I just want to know. Well, I, I actually do kind of want to know. Yeah. So what is it? I, no, I pick it up. But now <laughs> like, what do you I'm do? Trying, no. I'm trying to actually think. No. I, I feel like I would pick it up because I would <laughs> think that the water under the fridge Thank would bother you. That's me. That's what I said. And I would think mold. Okay, That's right. probably oh, no. what, Yes, okay. I would think like that water is just going to sit there and then it's going to get into my tile. And then it's that's that's where my brain would go. Oh my you know, God. this yeah. question, by the way, now that I've asked people this, it tells a lot about a person now. Yeah. So you are you a ask unique it now? person as well. I am. This is a good thing. I very much am, yeah. You ask yeah. people my questions. I know I, I, all the time now because every time I drop ice, I giggle and laugh. So I go, oh I always God, bring it up. But I also realize it's like a, it's a good like question on on what who they are as a person. Yeah. Like, well, you're very you're clean 50, and you're neat free. Well, I mean, I have kicked the ice cube I, before, I, and I'm like. I'm not fucking But I don't do that in my today. house though. I don't do it in my house. I will kick ice all day, not in my own home. Uh, but in my own home, I will be oh, gotta pick that up. Yeah. If it's your home, I'm kicking, <laughs> that, shit. I'm kicking that shit under the fridge. I don't care. Okay. okay. All right, guys. Uh, Jamie Lynn, thank you so much for being on our thank show you today. Guys. You're amazing. Yeah. We'd love to have thank you back you. again. I'm sure we're gonna see you again in the future. And anything um, that you ever need from us, please don't hesitate to ask. No, thank you guys. We will so promote much. you. And I a love lot. that you're here too. So Yes, yeah, love I love your hair too. Oh, you said here. You're here. I, I, what I'm, the hell? I love her hair. I'm totally I love angry. her hair. I'm just putting a little segue on that one. All right. But yeah, Jamie, please tell where everyone can find you what's going on. Um, Jamie Villamore. Um, so Jamie underscore Villamore. Um, and then check out Microtech. And then, like I said, we're excited about SHOT Show. We have some exciting guests. Um, so if you have any questions, let us know. Yes, Feel please. free to reach out. And yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. You're one of our first releases for the new 2022 yeah. season. Yeah. So we got a good yeah. start to this, people. Yeah, um, I love it. All right, guys. And you can find me at Christopher at dating-intelligence.com or on our social media stuff, anything dating intelligence. So please check us out and please DM us any questions or any photos or whatever you need to know. If you have want to like and talk about the guests, please do anything you mm -hmm. want. So all right, that's us. All right. All right, we're out. Mm -hmm. Thank <laughs> you.